Here we go. The three amiibos are here, recording for you. If you play the games, you can join in too. Put your hands together. Give them a rub as we take you to Donkey Kong Games Club. Huh, DK. Donkey Kong. The crew is back. You know them well. Connor, July, and Jeremy will kick some tail. We'll cover eight games every other week. Otacon will piss himself like a freak. From arcades to tropical freeze, this games club will meet all of your needs. Huh, DK, Donkey Kong, PA. Patreon.com. Be sure to go to patreon.com slash super NPC radio and subscribe at the $10 DJ Toad tier to hear each episode of the Donkey Kong Games Club. Patreon.com slash super NPC radio at the $10 DJ Toad tier. What's that? It's gonna be bananas. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. I didn't plan that before, just decided I was going to do it. Uh, I'm your host of this here podcast, Connor McCabe, here uh, to uh, present yet another episode, episode 133. If you're wondering what this show is about and what the heck I do on it, it's a podcast where I bring on a guest and hear from them about a meaningful video game from their past. And what we do on the show is that we get into as much about what made playing that game special or stick out to our guest as we will about uh, the context of when they had a meaningful experience with it, whether it was once in the past, whether it's currently now, whether it's one they're revisiting currently. Um, sometimes I say that on the show and I, I don't actually know at all what we're going to get into. But I do know that that has something to do with this episode, so I just felt like making a distinction. That'll do it for the, for the mission statement, but as far as the housekeeping goes, if you like the show and you want to engage with us some more, you can do that a few ways. You can follow us on social media. We're on both Instagram and Twitter. On Instagram, we're at callmebyyourgamepod, and on Twitter, we're at callmebyyourgame. But just on Twitter, we have the one Y, so that's B-Y-O-U-R instead of two Ys. There, on both of those social media sites, you can see what episodes we have coming out every week. Uh, you can learn about our guests and how you can support them and whatever they're up to. You can see the cool art I make uh, and much more. But yeah, that's a great place to engage with us. So go ahead and give us a follow on both Twitter and Instagram. The li there's links in the show notes if you just want to click and not search for it. Uh, there's also a few ways you can support the show. You can do that by leaving us a, a, a glowing uh, rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, and if it's positive uh, and friendly, I'll go ahead and read it on the show. So if, you know, you've been listening to the show or this is your first episode and you love it, tell me what you like about the show, what you're enjoying. If you have a highlight, favorite episode, a guest that you really enjoyed, drop that in the rating that you leave and I will read it on the show. 
And if you leave a rating somewhere else, I probably can't see it. So just, I don't know, message us on social media and I'll shout that out as well and give you some thanks. You can also share the show with a friend, whether they love video games in general or the specific game we're talking about today. Uh, and then lastly, you can support us on Patreon. That's probably the way that you can support us the most. Um, and we have a ton of bonus video game content. If you like me, if you like the creators of our shows at Super NPC Radio, then go ahead and check us out at patreon.com slash supernpcradio. And we have a ton of bonus video game content. Every week we have a few uh, bonus episodes that come out. So it's not just a way to support us. Uh, you get something out of the deal as well. And I got to say, it's a pretty good deal. If you're listening today, I'll let you know that the big ticket item uh, for this week and this month on our $10 DJ Toad tier is a discussion on Chrono Trigger, one of the greatest JRPGs uh, that, or games that was ever made. And that's actually part of my monthly show, the Call Me By Your Game co-op series. Uh, and I sat down with Patrick Ellers and Eddie Martin to talk about a fantastic game. So if you support us, heck, if you just want to listen to that one, support us for a month, check it out. There's links in the show notes. I'll stop talking about the Patreon now. Uh, but again, we're at patreon.com supernpcradio. That'll do it for the introduction of the show. And I'll finally introduce our guest for this very uh, scary episode. <laughs> Please welcome to the microphone, Alex Gaskin. Welcome. Hey, thank you. I'm really excited to do this. Hey, well, you know what? That makes two of us, pal. I'm glad that it's not, you know, I'm not just excited and you're like feeling like you're getting dragged in here. <laughs> so this, uh, it's it's a mutual excitement. I'm really excited. Um, and then we're, you know, sort of unofficially doing a bit of a horror episode. So we'll get into what that is in a little bit. Um, but first, Alex, uh, I'm so excited to have you on. Uh, I always talk a little bit about how I know my guests on the show. I met you through show producer and editor Jeremy Schmidt. I definitely mm -hmm. got to hear you on a few episodes of Video Games, a comedy show. Um, but I know you you both did stand-up together in, in the Dallas mm -hmm. area, right? Yeah, yeah. That's how we uh, we started comedy, doing stand-up comedy in Dallas at basically the same time. Like I, It's close enough to the same time. Yeah. Um, so we were both just like brand new and just very clueless and had, you know, nobody else that we knew. So we just kind of like immediately kind of like latched onto each other. Nice. And then it worked out because we ended up having a ton in common, just like in terms of our personalities, our interests, and just kind of how we approach comedy. So it was just could, could not have asked for a better person to just happen to meet. Oh, man. I love hearing that. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that person you latched onto was jeremy schmidt <laughs> nobody likes him kidding great wonderful guy uh and that's not you know I, not that you and i don't know each other super well but from getting to know you a little bit and spending a little time hanging out the last month and a half or so uh i can totally see see that connection there and those uh some of those uh things you have in common um that's you know that's how i know you you also used to host uh, or maybe you still tell you used to host double double feature feature we did uh we did have double double feature feature that ran for i want to say about a year yeah which, which it was, was you jeremy and, and ravi uh, yeah ravi karen uh was our third we would just kind of just take whatever double feature we could come up with whether it was like a really good like thematic parallel or it was like the same actor or it was yeah. just like What's the most nonsense double feature you can come up with? <laughs> Which could be a lot of fun too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a good, that was a good time. That, that, I, I miss doing that one. I, I remember. I think even before I heard you on Video Games a Comedy Show, 
Jeremy had mentioned he was doing that show and mentioned you. Um, so, you know, before we even met, knew just a little bit about you. We got to hang out at Jeremy's movie premiere recently, but you were also a participant in our fighting game night that has yes, been mentioned all over the network. It's just <laughs> it's the talk of the town. Um, and I, th- I think I got a Game Boy Color picture of you, didn't I? You did. You did. Yes. It looked, uh, it looked very good. I've, I've been uh, fooling around. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show. Uh, I turned over here as if the listener can see, but my <laughs> Game Boy camera is over there. I just been taking pictures with the Game Boy camera. I'm way too fascinated by it. Um, it's a cool thing. But anyway, Alex, that's how we know each other. Uh, is there anything you want to share about yourself with the listener uh, that we haven't gone over and like who the heck you are? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I am uh, currently Los Angeles based. Um, no longer active in uh, stand-up comedy. Uh I love comedy. I don't love the standing up and performing part yeah. of it. Uh, but I still I came out here because my wife Jasmine Ellis is a super talented comic, so she's kind of just was getting bigger and bigger opportunities. So it made sense for us to come out here. So awesome. I'm kind of you know lucky to be out here because I'd you know I'd had friends like uh, Jeremy and Ravi who had both lived here, and then I had a few other people that I knew. So it was kind of nice to get into a scene that wasn't completely new to me. Yeah. So yeah, it's a uh, it's very cool to be able to do stuff like this, to do kind of get on a show and uh, talk video games and just kind of connect with people in different ways. I'm just, uh, I'm just gonna say it. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be on this show. I love it. Uh, just bringing it back to being excited about calling me by your game, music to my ears, or just uh, I always like to update the guest on where they are on the best guest leaderboard because mm-hmm. this is episode 133, so we've had a lot of guests on the show. I don't have your standings exactly figured out, Alex, but yeah. let's just say you're skyrocketing up. Uh, you know, uh, when I, you invited me to the show, I said, uh, I'm going to win. And uh, <laughs> You did say that, yes. I did say, I was like, I'm going to win. And you're like, I, how did you know it was a competition? And I was like, everything's a competition. This is America. Yeah. It sounds uh, like you were you just built. You starve. It's true. You, uh, eat or be eaten. Is that what the phrase is? Is that a phrase? That yeah, you I can said? be eaten in America. Yeah. <laughs> And that's our, that's our God-given right here in this country. Yeah. Um, well, Alex, uh, thank you for sharing a little bit about yourself. I'm excited to have you on. Pretty soon we're actually going to get into your general history with video games. But yeah. before we do, would you tell the listener what game you've uh, chosen to bring on for the main event later? Yeah, our main event game is the uh, Sega Genesis slash Super Nintendo uh, horror console game Zombies Ate My Neighbors. I love it when when Alex had pitched a handful of games and you know I, some, oh God, some, I felt so bad about the list I sent you. No, that was like as helpful as it gets, as opposed to me having to like you know pry to hear be like, well, was there anything? And someone might share one. No, that was super helpful, but sort of steered you this direction for a few reasons. And you had the fun observation uh, that hey, we're getting pretty close to October. This is essentially an October release. You know, a couple days before. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to hear about your experience. Before we get into it, what console did you play this game on? I played this one on the uh, Sega. I was a Sega Genesis kid. Okay, that's, well, that's a whole uh, box of scary that we're going to get into, I'm sure, <laughs> later. Um, but before we get into any Zombie Ate My Neighbors talk, for the most part, um, as far as your general history with video games go, uh, do you remember first taking an interest in video games at some point in your life or were they something that was just around and you grew into uh i will say i remember the first arcade game that i ever played was at a uh, cc's pizza 
just just a pizza buffet, which is a yes. thing you could do uh, before the world shut down. Is just take from a communal trough of pizza. <laughs> yeah, the dream. We yeah, used to was, be a proper country, I must say. Yeah, it was paradise. You, you went, <laughs> there was pizza, and then you can go use your greasy little fingers to play arcade games. <laughs> and they had uh, this tiniest little uh, corner. It was like not even a real room. It was just like one of those like partition walls that doesn't even touch the ceiling. Yes. So it had like room for like five cabinets, and one of them was uh, Street Fighter Two, which is the first game that I'd ever played. Whoa. Yeah, going back to fighting games. Yes. Um, yeah, I was uh, Blanca because he was a monster and I was five and that was the coolest <laughs> thing in the world to me. Why would I be a human? Yeah, like I'm ready to just embrace, you know, the inner monstrousness of being, you know, alive in the world. And I got my ass kicked because I was five. <laughs> it's just like the first round fighter, which is just like a gimme once you're like seven. But like when you're five, that's a challenge. And I was not up to it. Absolutely. It's... I mean, that game is, can be challenging if you're not familiar with the genre, which I'm barely familiar with, like, how a lot of fighting games work. So there's a lot of me getting worked over and over when I get back into a game like Street Fighter 2. But as a kid, not only were you not familiar with the genre, but it was your first game. So that's yeah. that's so funny. Um, do you uh, – were, were you, after after this point – Mostly just like seeing what you could play in arcades. Did you know anyone with a console at home? Did you ever play one? We got, I, we'd had neighbors at the time who had like, they'd had a Nintendo, like the NES the classic. They upgraded and they just gave it, they gave the old system to my parents. They're like, you've got a kid, like you got two kids, like they would enjoy this. So wow, inherited that, then upgraded to the uh, Sega Genesis that I held on to for years and years. Oh, that's amazing. I yeah. I have a question. So that NES, did you get, like, play it at your neighbor's house and then it just showed, like, and then it magically became yours, as you said? I, the thing, like, it's, it, it's a thing that happened, like, early enough in my life that I'm like, I don't know the full details. Sure. I knew they had it. I knew that I wanted a video game system. I don't know what negotiation happened to like bring it over, but like it wasn't a total, like I knew it came from them. Like, so yeah. for whatever reason, like I was informed of that. So we got, they just gave that to us, which was great. And then not long after that, we upgraded to the, uh, like we got the second, I'm sure it was like a Christmas present. Yeah. I would assume, you know, uh, oh, Santa great. Claus, the fat man, um, up showed up tricks. for you. Yeah. Was it just you? Was did you have any siblings who were also like I don't excited get about this too far into it? Cause that's, part of why I picked this. Oh, okay, um, cool. I do have what I have a younger sister and she was never that into video games, but we'll talk about her oh, like this cool. being like one of the few things that like her and like also my dad would enjoy playing, but I don't want to I don't want to don't, don't want to spoil it. the episode. So. Thank you. Um well, cool. Well, then we'll hold that. But how how about this? Uh were there some early games on the consoles that you had outside of this one that you took to or that were memorable from that maybe early period of gaming? Oh, man. Um I remember playing the Sonic games. Was not nice. good at them, but I did play <laughs> them. Uh, Is anyone good at those old Sonic games, or people just like, no, I learned to just fly by to the seat of my pants. Yeah, I mean, there was a little bit of like a, you just keep pressing buttons and you just keep mm -hmm. moving and you hope for the best. Oh, geez. As far as like the games that I really like clearly remember, I feel like if I looked at like a list of like the Sega staples, I would like click... Yeah. Um, I got the Street Fighter games at some point when they came out. Nice. Um, 
my parents are pretty strict about like content stuff, so I didn't get to have Mortal Kombat in the house. Yeah, it was uh, it was a no go. Especially with the real blood and the Genesis. Version. Yeah, that was like the that was like the one big coup for Sega. I feel like because they were mm. like, you can bleed in this game. Yeah, that was and it. suddenly kids were ravenous for it. Oh my! Oh, it was crazy. Uh, I remember Toe Jam and Earl, just because uh, there was oh. something about those crazy characters that just again, just like something about the non-humans are just like that's cooler than being a person. Totally. Some, there's there is something about like goofy mascots like that uh, that that are really fun, yeah. uh, especially for kids. Um, oh yeah. Well, you know. So how about after this period? Like, do you have? Um, where did you go after this early period? Were you staying up with consoles? Did you have any handheld devices? I'm curious just to where you went. I had a Game Gear, but kind of just really not that invested in it. Uh, yeah. We did eventually. We went from the Sega Genesis. To like the 32x attachment, which okay. was so it's just a weird thing that they had back in the day. Yeah, uh, and then we went to the Nintendo 64, and that's when I really just Ooh. sank my teeth. Oh, same it. here. Just, that was the first console I have ever felt ownership over. Yeah. Um, what are some highlights from the N64 for you? Uh, the pre to go back weirdly enough to go back to Christmas. This was like the best and worst thing that it could have happened to me when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, my dad did like the worst job hiding that thing he could have. <laughs> and I, not to like age myself, but like by the time the Nintendo 64 came out, I was definitely like far past like the believing in Santa Claus thing. Yes. Sorry to children who listen to your show. It's, um, a, but, it's a 50% of our audience. So I'm actually hearing a lot of cries of, of pain. <laughs> now. Yeah. That's the, that's the Alex Gaskin promise. When you put me on your podcast, I will crush the children who listen to your show. Yeah. Well, why do you think I brought you on, pal? <laughs> you were like, it's time they learned. <laughs> yeah, for it's, real. <laughs> somebody, somebody's got to be the bad guy, and it's me. Thank no. you, by the way. <laughs> yeah. My, my, for whatever reason, like he just didn't think it through. Just did a terrible job hiding the <laughs> the Nintendo. So like, I knew I had it in like November, and That's was so excited. Early. Yeah. And the trouble with that is that like for a month, I was like, I'm going to have a Nintendo. But I'm a child, and I don't have it now. And it's like my bones are trying to claw their way out of my skin <laughs> waiting for this thing. So, like, my first memory of the Nintendo 64 is it just torturing me. Yes, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, man, knowing that it's, like, in your home. Yeah. But you can't play it yet. That is for such a long, not even, like, few days or a week. Like, oh, brutal. Well, do you remember finally getting to play it on Christmas oh. Day? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember and the day of, my parents were like, you can try it a little bit, but don't get too, you know, you got to go be with your family. Ugh, family right? always ruining Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, look, the, sp- the, the, the spirit of Christmas is sitting here on the floor, ready to be plugged in. But apparently I got to spend time with my family and think about Jesus, I guess. Uh, just 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 really ruining the day for yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, come on. We I got Jesus right here. And yeah. His name is Super Fucking Mario. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't need three days to rise. He just got a star power. In the, yeah, I don't remember races. Mario. Never mind. <laughs> I'm about to really go in on on some uh, on some jokes that I'll I'll spare. But um, <laughs> anyway, you finally get to play this thing. I did get to play it. I had I had Mario sixty four, which is a game <sighs> that I would love to revisit. Just like I st- like. Just one of those, like the first games that you just like get to just like run off and get lost in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just like I did such a bad job actually beating the game, but just like anytime there's a level, I would just like screw around and just, you know, I could spend like an hour just like running around, like looking at all the little details of the world. Yeah. Seeing uh, what was like 
possible because there were always secrets in those Mario games. But yeah. getting to that one, I don't know if it was just because it was 3D and they had a bunch of fun secrets in it, but it was always just wondering as a kid for me, like, what is possible? Like, what can I find? Or just, yeah, maybe just dicking around in like the dry, dry ruins or wherever you are. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It was so just fascinating to me to just like explore this big world. And I think that's part of why, like, now. If there's an open world game, like right. I will sink so many hours into it, just like poking around the little corners of it. So I had I had that. Um, you know, I love the uh, the Mario Kart, Mario Tennis was a, a real treat. Love that one. Yeah. It's so good. Oh my god! All of the uh, the wrestling games for the Nintendo sixty four. Just I don't know if you're a wrestling guy at all. I feel like those games that like that generation of games like was the only one that like really like transcended to where like a non-wrestling fan would be like, oh, no, the games are fun. I've heard that. I've heard different versions of praise for those games. Like, I know that No Mercy is really popular. I had the bad version of that game. Whoa, what's the bad version? I don't remember. Oh, the first, like, the first release, um, there was a glitch, and it would just periodically wipe all of your progress. Oh, that is brutal. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was... Like, there was a way to, like, you could save some stuff by just if you had those little like game save console things that yes. like I can barely picture, but like you could like set aside like your memory stick or memory card and just like put some stuff in. But like so many like characters you would unlock would just wipe out. Just gone. Oh, it was the most because it was like the most fun game. Like yeah. it was one of the most fun games I'd ever played. But just every once in a while, like and it's. But what happens is like you use like your created wrestlers that you just made on your own, and there was like this one default track. And it was just like I can't remember how it goes, but it, just, it sounded terrible. So it was like an insult to injury thing. You knew your game was wiped if your character came out to that terrible song. Oh no! Yeah, so it was just like this death knell. It was like oh. this. It was like this record scratch effect. Yeah. And I was just like, oh cool. So there goes a month. That's you know? just brutal. Oh. But it was such a good game that I didn't yeah. even entertain the idea of like turning it back in or like getting a replacement. I never thought that you could do that. I was just like, yeah. I guess this game is just broken. Gosh, I'm so sorry. Oh, so that um, yeah, that was like the highlight. You know, also you know, oh, Goldeneye. I'm sure yes. has been brought up a few times. Yeah, we've we have had someone do an episode on that, and then a few other people be like, "Has this one been done?" Because yeah. it was oh, just course. huge for so many. It's one of those games that honestly, like, you should you should have charged money. For the first person to use Goldeneye, I, I should have done an auction. You should have. You yeah. should have auctioned that one off. That I was like, there's just no, that's one of the ones that I was like, when I was thinking about what to talk about, I was just like, there is no chance. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna search all 132 episodes. Yes. I know Goldeneye was like the probably like the first 10 episodes. Yeah, surprisingly, I think it was like the beginning of this year. Uh, really? so it was after like episode. 100 i want to say wait or was that last year actually maybe it was last year I'm, I'm having trouble keeping track at this point but that's yeah that game is just so popular it's coming out again yeah. on, on the nintendo on, on a bunch of consoles i guess but um will you plan on playing that at all oh absolutely nice i am um, trying to get more into like the nostalgic like the remasters and things yeah like I almost like one of the games I pitched to you was the Final Fantasy VII remake because I'm just yes. like it's so cool the way they're like bringing back games like I feel like of all the mediums you can do that in like video game to video game is like the best I think so this it's got to have 
I'm sure it has everything to do with you being you interacting with the game and like mm-hmm. being in control. And there's a lot more surprise I think than you can have sometimes from a from like a movie or a TV show. Yeah. So and it's just I mean the you know the basic fact of just technology gets better and it's just yeah. it's easier for those improvements to like carry over in video games because like you look at a movie from 2010 to now. You know, I mean, lots of movies now look worse than Avatar did in 2009. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't, you can't imagine a scenario where, like, a major game release in 2009 would look better than even, like, the relatively crappy output. I'm not saying this year's bad, but like I said, the worst of this year would look better than whatever came out in 2009. So it's just, so that from that level, it's just like, why not take advantage and just, you know, reintroduce and just, like, revitalize these old games? Yeah, um, that's you, a great. You brought point. me on to have like aggressive soapbox opinions about games, I was, right? I've I've got a little. I'm, I'm making some notches on my desk over here, and uh, you've met the quota I was hoping for. Right? Okay, perfect. So yes, I did to be to answer your question. Yeah, um, I've got a couple more a couple more questions for you mm-hmm. about your history with gaming. Um, I, I know that you are uh, big into open world games. There was a yeah. handful of others that you pitched on uh, possibly talking about. Um, I would love to hear from you some other meaningful games, maybe some of the ones you considered talking about, just like a little some snippets from you. Yeah, okay. Um, the first game that I thought about, which was one that I was like, I feel like it's been done, is uh, the first Mass Effect. Yes. Which is a so game good. that... Oh, so good. I got that one, excuse me, not long after I graduated college and just like went into this like hole of like <laughs> yeah. post-graduation discomfort and just like uncertainty and just like went through like four different jobs in a year yes. and like all that time I would play Mass Effect and I would just go on the Citadel and just wander around and be like yes I can't articulate why this feels nicer than my real life but like I'm just gonna yeah. camp out here and feel like not even like being like taking satisfaction in being a hero and like saving the galaxy or whatever yeah it's just like it's just nice to be in a space where it looks nice and I have a sense of purpose and totally. there's stuff to do. Yeah. Um I I this is like that is a game series I had heard about for since it came out and I did get the legendary collection last year. I've got I played that. the I, first game. Yeah. Loved it. Like I oh, want yeah. I and I plan to carry over my progress and play two at some point. I just haven't been in the mood to like jump into another huge sort of uh, RPG like that. Yeah, even though I just played Chrono Trigger, <laughs> um, but oh yeah, what did you? Um, so you, that's great. You, I also know you're a big Skyrim guy, I, and I yeah, got to hear from you about I that am, game because I love that game too. I am embarrassingly like into the Skyrim experience. That's another one where you just <laughs> wander around, screw around. I've got like I had to like clear some space, and I picked up some mods that like kind of sort of broke the gaming experience. Oh. So I was like, I think it's time to just like delete everything and start over. I love an excuse to do, for some reason that game I like doing that with more than any other game. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like I will go back to that and just start over. It was it's just I feel like they it's like more than the sum of its very very many parts, which is just mm-hmm. impressive. Cuz it's so easy to like kind of like graft on like a sense of like who your person is by just screwing around. Yes. It's like you develop a personality even though there's not a lot of like options to do that. There's not 
a lot of freedom in that in terms of like dialogue and stuff compared to a lot of other games but there's just yeah the enormity of it there's just like there's enough i love finding the books i will read and just build libraries oh that's so like, that's cool. the one constant in my characters i'm like you gotta have a library like you're not yeah i'm not gonna have a fucking illiterate running around skyrim <laughs> not in this world no um, no that's that is so much fun. That game is just – I think it's just because – one reason I really like it, something that you, I think you were sort of getting at is there's just so many options for you to play the game how you want to mm-hmm. create maybe your own like story in your head of what, who your character is and what they're doing. and Or you could just play it like how I probably played the first couple playthroughs. And I say playthrough. I never have finished like any main the main quest of the oh, game. Wow. I was just like – I, I mean, I want, you know, would do some college stuff, would like go around, would get mm-hmm. lost, would be like, I want to check out all the caves. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, that was so, that was just enough for me. And I have just, there's a couple specific times where I loved playing it. Um, did you play it like right after release? When did you get into this game for the first time? I don't think it was right after release, but it was while well, it was still on the PlayStation 3. So like far enough gotcha. back. Um got super oh god the first character i had i had no idea what i was doing so mm-hmm. i was just like i'm gonna use like all the like destruction magic but also the heavy armor has the most protection so i'll just wear that all the time and i was just like <laughs> grinding the like the most miserable like yes i just had this like cheat system where i'd like stand far enough back and i was like okay if i just hit people from a distance with the lightning attack and just wait 30 seconds to regenerate magic and then i finally like started trying other play styles just yeah kind of like taking on other roles i uh I got super. I I dragged my feet in it so long, but I loved the Thieves Guild. Did you ever yes. done them? Yeah, I did that in my first playthrough. That was like one of the few that I did. I think I did the Thieves Guild and the it's the Dark Brotherhood. Is that what it's called? Oh yeah, the Dark Brotherhood. The, those two, and then this last playthrough, I made. Now I'm making it about me again. The favorite segment on the show is when I do that. <laughs> uh, I made myself uh, Khajiit because I. Since starting the new playthrough, I had a cat, so I was way more then way more attached to cats because mm-hmm. I love yeah. mine so much. Yeah, and I, I was a primarily a magic user, but of course, still stealthed it up and oh, had a bow yeah. and arrow flying at all times. Oh, it's so good! It's so satisfying when you get that last shot where it's like the camera just follows the arrow. Yeah, and there's no corresponding like they don't react in different ways to different kind of wounds, but. You hit him in the face with a crotch. It just feels that much better. <laughs> it really does. I, oh. Especially when you get like a slow-mo shot for whatever oh, reason. Yeah. Or it's like when there's like this, all this like build up around like an evil necromancer in his lair and you just like line it up <laughs> and you just hit him right in the butt. It's so good. Oh, it's the most satisfying uh, thing in the world. I, um, that has become a game that I, I don't go back to it every year or every other year. But I will look for excuses to play it, and it is because it's funny. Jeremy just uh, for video games, a comedy show, mm-hmm. just today. Well, today being Monday that they were recording, just released an autumn gaming episode. When I think of winter gaming, that's the first game I think of. Uh, oh, yeah, and makes I look for sense. any excuse to like cozy up and go back into Skyrim. It's it's great. Um, but I do have one more question for you about yeah. your experience with ga- just history with gaming in general. Is I'd like to hear, um, I'd like to hear just like what is gaming like for you now? Slash, have mm. you been any game that you've been playing lately that you'd like to bring up? Right now, it is unfortunately just lots less time for everything. Yeah. 
Like, I'm a movie guy and a reading guy before video games. But oh, like, nice. Video games are more are really good for just, like, immediately after work. Just, like, blow off steam right now. I um, I got a couple fighting games. I've got the Tekken 7. I've got the Virtua Fighter 5. So it's just it's fun to just kind of, like, pound those out for a little while. Totally. Uh, right now, like, literally, like, the only time I have for, like, an extended gameplay is, like, Saturday mornings. I've been playing the... The remake of the first Yakuza game. Oh, and I'm liking I, that a lot. That's been a lot of fun. Which again, open world. So, is that your first? Oh, he's right up your alley. It, yeah. Is that your first time in that series? Or it is. It yeah. Is cool. Brand new to me. I since they've got the PlayStation Plus like extra, I grabbed the first the remakes of like the remake of the first one, the remake of Yakuza or the Yakuza Zero, and then there was like that turn based Yakuza game, like mode. a dragon. Yeah, which I played a little bit, and I'm like it's interesting i yeah. wanted to like try the original first so i've been playing through that and i'm just having a, i'm having a ball i'm i'm really enjoying that um oh that's fun yeah. what kind of play because i've only played well i played most of like a dragon right after it came out adored it um for many many reasons but what's the I know the play style is different. What's the one that you're playing like? Is it like a action game or it's action? It's, yeah. Um, so it's more it's action based. It's it's interesting because like the fights aren't really like organic the way they are in a lot of action games. It's like mm-hmm. you square up with people. It'll do like a little like flash of like here's who you're up against, mm. and then it kind of plays the way a beat 'em up would. And you've got oh. like different like fighting styles. And you unlock different moves. Like, it's funny, because, like, I was, after playing Stray, uh, the last game that I finished, which is, you're a cat guy, I'm assuming you've played it. I haven't, because, (laughs) because I was so excited about the game that I ordered a physical copy from, uh, from a games distributor that won't even be out until november (laughs) oh goodness (laughs) yeah so but i plan on it but you did you did you like that one oh my god i loved it so much oh that's cool and it was like so different from what i'm because like it's very like it's stripped down there's nothing to one there's no like moves to unlock there's Mm no i mean it's there's an open world element but it's like it's much smaller it's narrower focus it's just oh it's such a good game though i'm very excited for you to play it Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah, I love that game. So I was like, I'm gonna find more games like that. I'm gonna get away from like the open world, like yeah. deep, like role playing, like building the character. And then I got into Yakuza. I was like, never mind. I'm not changing my habits at all. There we go. Well, I do have uh, Justin. There's a chance you've played some of these games, mm-hmm. but I haven't played Stray. I'll say that. But I'll just go ahead and make a couple recommendations to you. Yeah. Um, if you you know want to, because there's game recommendations coming later. These are just off the top of the dome, my man. Okay. Um, <laughs> so if you were looking for something like Stray, mm-hmm. I've got a feeling that Stray is like Eco, which is on the PlayStation Two, mm-hmm. um, which I think is gonna might be a part of one of the PlayStation Plus collections, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, or The Last Guardian, which I'm sure is made by the same people. Um, I think the director's name is Fumito Ueda. Yeah, I loved uh, I loved Eco. Um, that's oh, you played yeah. it? I played that one in Shadow of the Colossus, which is another you know fantastic. I've not played The Last Guardian though, so that's. So I have played the ones you have as well, but I feel like there might be some things in common with Stray and Eco, uh, and The Last Guardian. To, it could be enjoyable, and I think it's on that collection. Um, mm. Well. Alex, uh, thank you so much for sharing with me a little bit of your gaming history, you know, both past and present. 
Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll get into all things uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. So I guess I'll see you on the other side. Beautiful. Let's do it. Jeremy Schmidt, and I'd like to tell you about my podcast, Video Games, a Comedy Show. This is, you guessed it, a comedy show about video games. Every episode, a panel of video game-liking comedians discusses a brand new topic, the games they've been playing, and best of all, the news. Are there bits? Arguably way too many. If you like to laugh and or like to play video games, check out Video Games, a Comedy Show, anywhere podcasts can be found. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. I'm just doing that now, which is weird that I'm doing that because that is more of like a Dracula sort of thing, I want to say, than anything zombie related. You know, when we get into the game, we'll talk. It's not just like, sorry to spoil things, but it's not just zombies. So Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, maybe I'll feel better about the choice later. Um, Alex Gaskin, our guest for this episode, welcome back. Um, we're you, finally going to get into... Your game of choice uh, for the main event, that is Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Um, uh, but like I told you before, I'm going to set the table with a little game history and context for what please this do. is. And if you want to jump in, like I said before the show, or add on, please do. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll just monologue for a couple paragraphs. Cool. So here we go. Zombies Ate My Neighbors is a run-and-gun video game developed by LucasArts and published by Konami for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System and the Sega Mega Drive slash Genesis consoles in 1993. One or two players take control of protagonists Zeke and Julie in order to rescue the titular neighbors from monsters often seen in horror movies. Aiding them in this task are a variety of weapons and power-ups. They say that like the weapons have autonomy and are choosing to do this. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of an interesting phrasing. Uh, so they find weapons and power-ups throughout the game that are used to battle the numerous enemies in each level, um, each with having more effectiveness based on the enemy you are fighting and what uh, weapon you've got. Various elements and aspects of horror movies are referenced in the game with some of its more violent content being censored in various territories such as Europe and Australia, which I will get into um, unless it comes up organically. I actually for... don't know about that, so I'm curious. Ooh, well, I'll go ahead and I'm going to save it for the Fact Me By Your Game segment after the main event because I've got, got one of the facts to share with you. Oh, I'm excited for that because I didn't – I don't know a ton about this game. Like I just – like because I played it I played it as a kid. You know, yeah. you, don't, you don't really like question things. You don't really think about um, – the effort behind getting it out there just it's a thing that just magically is and yes you, play it, you know i think i i did at least i can speak for myself as a kid just taking a lot more at face value for whatever the game is it's yeah. like that's all that there is to know about it yeah you're just like the game is yeah um lastly all i really have to share um is that uh while the game wasn't like an incredible commercial success it was well received for its graphical style humor and deep gameplay it spawned well a sequel. by this guy. So. Yeah, there we go. We got at least one fan right here. Yeah. Um, the sequel, a sequel to the game uh, called Ghoul Patrol, was released in 1994. Both games 
were re-released as part of the a part of the Lucasfilm Classic Games Zombies Ate My Neighbors and Ghost Patrol for the Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and uh, Windows in June of 2021. Um, lastly, I'll just add here that uh, the designer was Mike Ebert, programmer Dean Sharp, artist Colette Michaud, and compo- the music was composed by Joe McDermott. And yeah, the U.S. release September 1993, um, just in time for the holiday, the scary holiday season back then. Um, Alex, I know you kind of you kind of told us already, but nothing else for you to add that you think would be important mm. to set the table or. Or is there anything we should get into before jumping into your experience? Yeah, here's the thing. As far as like the history of the game, yeah. I didn't know much. Like it, I didn't even know there was a re-release until just like for what I don't know why, because it was before we were talking about doing the show. It was just oh. on my mind, um, and I just happened to look and found out that it was available uh, on these modern systems. But here's I'm just gonna jump to the one issue I have with this re-release, and it's just Please. driving me crazy there's no online multiplayer it's in a a, in this day and age how dare they yeah i I say it a little bit jokingly but i do mean it why it's just like include that option please oh it just it broke my heart a little bit and because we'll get into this it's like that was like one of the only games that like i could get people in my household growing up to like really like play and have fun yeah So you know, it was just, I was like, I found it and I immediately texted my sister. I was like, Hey, did you know this is out? And like, you can just get it right now for pretty cheap. And then I was like, Oh my God, there's no way to play it online. We can't play it together. This I, sucks. I've got a bad feeling that you were not the only group of people who went through that. Um, yeah. and you know, it's funny because at least for Nintendo's virtual console libraries that they have, the, the games that do have multiplayer capability well there's actually you can connect with people if your friends on switch at least uh who are playing any game on switch online and those with multiplayer capabilities you can play together but the thing is it looks like this company like you know lucas arts or whoever owns the rights now maybe that's what it is lucasfilm classic games yeah they decided to do just like their own release but so it's probably never going to end up on that library meaning Gosh, that's disappointing. I'm sorry it, to hear that. Yeah, it, it, it was a real uh, real kick in the teeth. But uh, I haven't explored it yet, but they talking about like the features of this game, there are some like behind-the-scenes uh, things that you can play on it, which I'm looking forward to. I haven't, that's uh, fun. Played with that, but I did. I wanted to like pick it up. I've been like, kind of grinding on it uh, the last few days since I knew I was going to be talking about it. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how I got through much of that because it just – it's an ass-kicking. I'm not going to lie. Like you get past those first few levels and you just – you start to sweat. It sounds brutal. Um, well, you know, that will just pretty much set the table for us, and we'll finally get into it a little bit. Uh, you know, your experience with Zombies Ate My Neighbors, and I want it to start, if we can, with um, how you even got this game in the first place, if you can remember that far back. Yeah, that's, I just based on its release date, I feel like it would have been a Christmas gift. I yeah. Don't, I don't remember, like, how it came into our lives. I'm sure I saw, like, an advertisement in the... I'm crazy for because I was a weird like I love stuff related to horror now uh I was kind of fascinated by it as a kid but a lot of it just like scared me so much I couldn't touch it totally yep yeah I was like that I was like that kid that would like just slowly like crawl his way across the horror section at Blockbuster yes and you just like <laughs> you stare so hard at the, t- at the uh the titles and just like freak yourself out about them 
but you yeah. never rent them. You're know? like, that was enough for me. I feel like I got the experience. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I, I'm sure like if I had seen the advertising, it'd be like this, I want this. Totally. Uh, so like, I assume it was either a birthday. It had to be a birthday or Christmas. Cause like I didn't have money. I was eight. So yeah. <laughs> like, what was I doing? Uh, but we got it. I would play it like my sister and I would play it a lot. Uh, my dad would like kind of step in sometimes. Interesting. Yeah. And just digging into it was just so, it was like one of those really fun things, like play with another person. It, uh, yeah. And it's, it's not an open world, but it's like, there's so many levels that it also ends up kind of feeling endless. Yeah. Cause it just, there, I, I, I don't know how many levels are in it. I've never gotten that far yeah. right now. I'm on like level 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm like not super far into it, but, um, it's, you know, I have, I have no personal experience with this game. I was going to ask, I was going to see if you would, uh, none I'm striking out here, but, but it is a game I've been aware of for, I want to say only the last three or four years or so, because I want to say we do, I don't know if you've ever listened to them, but on Jeremy's show, video games, a comedy show, we, mm-hmm every quarter we'll do a sort of a fantasy style uh desert island draft for a mm-hmm. certain console so I listen to the space desert island I think that's what it is our space like, solace episode it was like the last episode that i listened to like was one of the space ones oh like, well it's like some of the most fun i ever have but i want to say that someone took this game in the super nintendo one that we did yeah, um good so i've so i've at least been around you know aware of it yeah. um but from just watching some gameplay leading up to this episode, uh, I can see what you mean by like, you know, it's not obviously not an open world. It's level based, but the levels seem a little sprawling to where yeah. like you can just there's there's a lot of detail and sections to explore. Yeah, it's a it's a top down. So you kind of you have this freedom to move. You're not just like side scrolling. Yeah, uh, you can take whatever different turns you want to make. Um, you go through, you find little secrets. I kind of had to do some reading because I get past uh there's this this fucking giant baby Literally, i've seen a, this giant baby i've yeah, seen this thing. Seen, it's <laughs> fucking huge it's like a 40 foot tall baby <laughs> just in a diaper yeah and i was like i cannot for the life of me remember how to kill this baby yeah <laughs> i hope that doesn't get taken out of context a question we're always asking ourselves even unrelated yeah so I, I, I had to like go and like, there's like, oh, so it's like, oh, don't, don't forget about the secret level. I was like, there's secret levels? What are you talking about? Like, what? Whoa. Yeah, I have no idea that that was a thing. Uh, but um, yeah, there's there's a lot of depth to this game that like I am just like kind of like relearning and like re-remembering. Yeah. Um, but it, it's been very fun. It's been very fun to revisit because now I have like the smarts and the experience of an adult and the dexterity of an adult, you know? And yeah. I, clumsy little kid fingers anymore but uh <laughs> it's not helping a ton so i'm still like struggling yes like yeah that. well some games are just like that's that is an interesting thing i find about revisiting old games as an adult like that i played as a kid um and that is sometimes yeah i feel like you're we're better equipped to play them but the difficulty is still there oh, for God, for yeah. certain games especially the way they're designed like to get you to be they don't want you to beat it in a day yeah, or no, get through this, it. So they'll make it is, punishing. Yeah, this is one of those two where you, like, you have X number of lives and when you're out, you're back to square one. 
Well, they do have the they have the password save system, which is you get to enough levels and you get the password to like skip straight ahead. Oh, I have a question for you. Yeah, yeah. In the in the version that you have, the the re-release, does it save your items or or does it not? Uh, not if you use the passwords. Oh, because I know I learned that about the original game. That's yeah. brutal. That is excruciating. Luckily for this version, you can save your progress and like come back to it. Oh, cool. But if you if you die, like let's say you save your progress, but if you die when you pick it back up, um, do you reset at that same level, or is it like no, you're back to square one? Uh, if you die and just restart, you restart, and you can just save. You get like one save slot. So oh, okay. If you die, you start over at level one, and then you save on level two. Congratulations, you're at level two. But if you die, and then just like start your save again, you're back to where you saved. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Well, so about the game itself, whether it's you know something you've observed, uh, you know currently since you're playing through it, or anything you remember, you know being attached to as a kid, what is it about this game uh, that like stands out to you? Uh, about the game, I uh, like I said, I was like I was like the kid who was like fascinated by but like also scared of all things horror so yes. it was like a, it was a great first introduction to a lot of different kinds of monsters from like i haven't gotten there yet but i know at some point there's va- vampires yeah uh, Ooh, getting... finally i'll be justified by my introduction to the episode <laughs> that's why i was like don't don't worry you're okay yeah, like i know better. at some point there's vampires um i've gotten to the mummies which is cool. Amazing. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, there's plenty of zombies. There's, oh my god, these fucking slime creatures are just irritating <laughs> the shit out of me because it's like they're hard to hit, and they like hit you with this like gob of goo that like takes your life slowly. Oh, isn't? I think they they like to eat that on the Sopranos. The gob, <laughs> of, the gob of goo. The gob, yeah. I can't even say it. Now. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Halloween version of the Sopranos. They eat gobs of goo. <laughs> Why Man, did we never get a Sopranos Halloween I feel like episode? you should edit that specific joke, and like the Patreon is like, if you want to unlock what he said, yes, you gotta. That's you want the punchline to this Halloween Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pay. Oh, we're not um, just giving that one away. Gosh, no, not at all. And uh, that's that's so funny. Um, so it was sort of like a good intro for you to for you as you were saying to like horror is that what yeah yeah game? it was a great yeah. it, like on top of it just being a fun game it's a mm-hmm. great introduction to like all these like the like the aesthetics of horror and like the different characters that you're going to encounter because i'm a guy I, I love like i've got the big box set of like all the like the universal monsters like oh really 40s. oh yeah so that's extreme like so that aspect of it is extremely my jam you get like the elements of like the slashers mm-hmm. and it's God, it, there was like a level recently, like the giant baby stressed me out, but like nothing made me feel like I was playing this as a kid again. Like the level with like the chainsaw slasher guys. I've seen that, yeah. Oh my, because it was one of those where it's like you're stressed to the point where like all you you start laughing. Yes. <laughs> you're just like it's you're just like <laughs> it's so frustrating because they can like cut through the like hedge maze, and I'm just like watching person after person I'm trying to save get murdered, and when they die, they scream. Like they oh, let out this like no. blood curdling like Wilhelm scream, and then you see like their souls luckily float off to heaven. But the, but the worst, oh god! Like when I was playing the giant baby, I felt so bad because like he just stomped all of these nice people <laughs> in my neighborhood. Like the giant, the giant baby killed a regular baby. <laughs> I had to watch that giant baby kill that regular baby, and you know the little baby soul goes up to heaven, but. 
Oh my god. There were so many experiences he didn't get to have. It's true. It, you know, honestly, we're not talking enough about baby on baby crime. Yeah. I'll say it. Yeah. Just fucking That's that's it I'm finding this fascinating. I mean, I got to watch like I was telling you, I prepared a little bit for this episode mm-hmm. by familiarizing myself more with the game. Um I first of all, I have no idea what the hell the giant baby is supposed to be like from or like what sort of Well, they had like there was like the attack of the 50 foot woman. I, it was a film from like the 50s or 60s. I think there was like a giant man too. I haven't seen okay, the giant woman go. film. I should I should check that out um, for reasons. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there like you know the giant character was a thing. Um, okay, there we go. Yeah, you know the giant character. It was so funny because like the first time I messaged my sister about this game, like not knowing how much she remembers, she's, she's the younger one, so she was even like you know yeah. had the smaller brain. But immediately she goes. Have you gotten to the dolls of the axes? And I was like, yes, it's frustrating as hell because they have this horrible giggle and then they throw an axe at you. <laughs> you're like, you fucking doll, don't do that. Oh my gosh. It's this, do they, I wonder if they even touch on in this game, like why this is all going down. Do they get I, into it? Or is it just like sort of like an homage to a bunch of like great horror movies or characters? There, there is a story. Like I didn't know this as a kid, but like I was just like, I also did a little bit of research and like on Wikipedia, they're like, oh, this character named Dr. Tongue like makes all of these <laughs> in his basement lab. And I was like, I kind of wish they didn't have a story. I wish it was yeah. just like all of a sudden, like it's just like that, uh, the like the Fulci films were like hell is entering earth. It's just like, this is happening now. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, yeah. I get, uh, Thank you for sharing. I was just... Yeah, just a little curious about that. You, you mentioned that um, that the like the gameplay was fun for you. Is there anything stick out to you about the gameplay itself? Maybe even now revisiting it. Uh, I am surprised at how much I'm enjoying the top-down game experience because yeah. they have like nowadays they have like the bullet hell thing where it's just like enemies come at you with the hundreds and you just have really strong and I was like that does not appeal to me at all. Yeah, I don't want to do you. that. But like. But targeted, like the more precise, like you get to line up your shots. It's a lot of fun, like thinking about like the strategy of like getting around, like you mm-hmm. have to get like keys, unlock doors. So there is like an element of strategy that's a lot of fun to like engage with. Uh, and at the same time, it's just like it's very cool to like have these different kinds of monsters. They had a they had a body snatchers like clones of yourself running around that you had to. Whoa! Kill. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. And um, is. Is this a game? You know, I you know, hearing you talking about the different levels and the like keys and stuff that you find. Is it one that you can just get better at because you've played the level before and you can get quicker at getting to spots and saving more people? Or yeah, I mean, I from what I can tell, like I think it's like everything respawns in the same spot, so you kind of mm. have that. It would get like you could play it enough to get predictable, but the, again, there's like I, there's a ton of levels, so yeah, you know, if you can memorize like god knows how many levels and like just beat the game that way like you should probably be doing something more important with your yeah. brain but that sounds like an early 90s game though yeah like, it's, like, it's one of those cool things like i, I do just want to like unlock i want to see what the hell is coming you know yeah totally um you'll get there pal i believe in you i hope so and uh you know another fun thing like about my because this is one of those things like i brought to you is like this is like the peak of my like playing a game as a kid and just having fun and like not really having there's not like a fixed point it's just like a sense of like oh this is childhood this is this is a piece of that absolutely what what about this game does that for you or that or like 
brings you back, I guess. Uh, the you know the gameplay itself, the mm-hmm. the connection to horror, the getting to play it with my family, and just like having friends over to play it. So it's just it's one of those. It was just like it was like the game to bring out. Like everybody probably has like that game that they just kind of kept going back to as a kid. Yeah. And this is very much that for me. Um, I love that. Yeah. Do Do you have any? You know, thinking back to when you would do that, whether it be with your sister, dad, friends, um, what do you remember about that? Whether it be like, like for example, let's start here. Um, was your Genesis set up in a specific room, and what did what do you remember about that room? Uh, we had uh, we had a little room upstairs where it was just like for like my sister and I to like just kind of like be like outside of the bedroom and just like to play on stuff. Like we had a little the TV play set room up. almost. Yeah. We had the we had the TV like the basic TV set up no cable no like VC I I don't know if there was a VCR but like you know they had the Genesis just kind of like out of the way mm-hmm. so like we could just like meet there and like play that game and that was like one of the few times like we were like really like in sync and like oh that's cooperating. cool um what like was it and it was just like the game that brought you two together of like this common like goal of like or common I guess activity of mm-hmm. like we like it or yeah, we we both. I, I honestly I think the difference maker is that like she liked it enough to play it because I had plenty of games that I played. She yeah, was, she's never really been a gamer, so it's like she didn't really care. But like that one, she enjoyed for whatever I, reason. I don't know how. I mean, I can guess. I could guess how you feel because you brought this one on to talk about this experience. But that's something that I really love as also someone who can play a lot of types of games. It's not hard for me to find one I'm interested in. But then when like a friend of yours or a sibling or someone in your life who isn't normally into games takes an interest it's so exciting and you're like oh you want to play i want to play too yeah yeah it's great i could like like, i'm replaying uh new super mario bros u deluxe right now mm -hmm. with my girlfriend because it's like a game she was interested in playing and it's first of all i want to say it's a great game it's not one i wanted to replay I mm-hmm. already played a new Super Mario Bros. game within the last, like, six months, so I'm good. Yeah. But the fact that it's something she's interested in and wants to play and, like, asks if we can play it yeah. is, like, I'm normally the one who has to ask if people <laughs> want to play games. This is great. So I'm I'm just curious as if you feel similarly or felt that like that then and now. Oh, yeah. It's, it's great to have somebody who like wants to get in and like experience the thing that you're and it's like i hit the sale on selfish but it's always nice when somebody wants to do like the thing that's on your terms totally like, voluntarily it's just like it's cool it's just like oh i guess what i'm doing is interesting yeah that feels and it's nice. also just on a practical level the game's hard like it's just it helps to have a second body to like absorb the zombie attacks yeah do you i mean this might be a little too far back but i you know, there were sometimes watching gameplay, you'd see, I'd see like one, just the Zeke character, and other times I'd see Zeke and Julie. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wonder if there were like strategies people or you two even employed of like ways to actually work together and and make that hard. Because I, I saw a ton of enemies on the screen a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what we had. Like, I don't think we had like a specific strategy because she would have been like five and I was yeah. like nine so totally yeah so that that, that would have been difficult but I think it's I, just, I hear you you're running your gun you know and I'm sure there's like that coordination of like hey are you low on ammo go get this like I won't take it yes hey that classic like uh no, don't know if you ever played any of the Ninja Turtle arcade games but oh like, yeah oh, oh you're low you're low on health you get the pizza um mm-hmm. or you can play with someone selfish and they just take it every time yeah yeah <laughs> um 
I love that. Do you, uh, you know, sort of staying on this, uh, this little memory hole really quick, I, I guess one of the last questions I have is, do you have any, um, any more, whether it's broad or specific memories and, or feelings about playing this game, whether it be with her or someone else that, that you brought back to that we haven't gone mm. over? You know, it's it's been fun like replaying it now, mm-hmm. like to see like what I remember versus what I didn't remember. Yeah. I remembered like there was like that immediate like memory trigger with the giant baby with the uh, the chainsaw le- the chainsaw slasher level. Yeah. And so like it's kind of a work in progress because like as I'm playing through it, like there's this moments like oh I remember that like oh my god this. Yeah. But then there's also like there's stuff that I can like I completely forgot about the slime monsters. Yeah, <laughs> fucking irritated the shit out of me. I'm very mad about them. <laughs> the gob of g- goo. <laughs> the, yeah, the gob of don't you know, get to delete like Patreon. Oh yeah, we got it. Don't. Uh... I'm taking new time code so Jeremy knows where to censor parts. <laughs> that would be funny if you're just like, yeah, we broke the million dollar mark because people had to hear that joke. Who knew? And 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 thankfully they're all Sopranos fans. Yeah. Uh, um, that that yeah, that's gotta be interesting of like replaying stuff and just because I've had that experience. Whether it be, I mean, it doesn't even have to be a video game. It could be like a song or a movie or just like being in like a relative's bathroom for the first time in ten years or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I'm brought back to when I was like eight and we visited here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say like the one thing that like recently like it's one thing like I remembered it intellectually, but it's it's one thing to remember it. It's another thing to like feel the memory yes is when i had to like write down a password i was like i remember like scramble i get the piece of paper like you write it down Uh, it's like you had to it's like don't lose this it's the only important document to me because i'm nine (laughs) paperwork's not a thing yet truly oh that's so interesting i love that well alex i want to leave you know as we're sort of you know getting to the end of our conversation here i'm going to leave you with a couple possibilities and it's this this is the choose your own adventure part of the podcast where i'll let you answer how you'd like um because i wanted to leave open to a couple things either a is there something about this game your experience whether past or present that you haven't gotten to talk about um and if not if you've gotten to touch on everything i would love to just for you to you to put a bow on whatever place this game held or holds for you Mm, okay uh one quick thing i'll mention is like going back to like my relative ignorance of the series i had no idea that there was a sequel until i like read about this like double release and i i have played a little bit of ghoul patrol since i bought Uh it that game is so much harder it's so (laughs) frustrating it's definitely more stressful but it also has completely different like it actually does start with a story um which is basically evil dead but like with more charmingly like retro monsters okay there you go. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, then, yeah, you know, on our way to, like, the post-show segments, um, if you don't mind, um, what place does Zombie Zombies Ate My Neighbors have for you? Uh, I would say it's, like, the high watermark of games that I remember from, like, that – it wasn't the first generation, yeah. but, like, the early period of, like, cartridge gaming. Yes. Like, it's the one that, like – and it's one that I was, like – Oh man, I bet like nobody knew about this. Turns out it was critically well received yeah. <laughs> for its uh, humor and deep gameplay. But I will say, like, it was so funny to me because I was like, "Man, this like obscure game. I can't believe it came out." And then I like started it, and the credits are like, 
LucasArts and Disney. It's like, okay, so maybe it's not as obscure yes. as I thought it was. Yeah. Like maybe a few more people have heard totally. of it. Totally. Um, well, that's great. And, and Alex, uh, we're not quite done yet, but thank you so much for bringing this game on to talk about and getting into your experience. That was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I Honestly, I hope you like – it's pretty cheap. I hope you've kind of like decided like on a whim to pull it up and drive oh, it Oh, I definitely like – like watching gameplay, I'm like, this is something I could figure out, even if it is difficult. Like I, I, I see it, and there's not too much like learning I would have to do as far to, as far as uh, genre goes. Like, yeah, I see what it is, and I would be excited to get into it. So, mm-hmm. I'll have to keep you posted. Um, yeah. But you know, while that does conclude our chat about the game, I do have two fun post-show segments uh, that I have uh, crafted for you, fully based on you choosing this game. The first of which is the Fact Me By Your Game segment. Now, this is the segment on the show where I bring on some fun facts, trivia, Easter eggs, cheat codes, whatever I find uh, that I think is interesting to share about the game. Um, The uh, first of which is uh, I have titled this fact, Zam. Nice engine you got there. So many are aware of many people are aware of the scum engine also built by LucasArts for the point and click adventure games beginning with Maniac Mansion. This was basically the engine of which they made it possible for you to uh, navigate the game, find objects, do different things with them, uh, completely designed by this company for those style of games. They were also used in the Monkey Island series, um, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis, plenty of stuff like that. But I'm not sure how many people know that they actually created an engine for this game and others like it called the ZAM engine. And um, it just stands for Zombie Ate My Neighbor, Zombies Ate My Neighbors, <laughs> um, which it was built for the 16-bit console platform games um, on both the SNES and the Genesis. And yeah, was just made for, I don't know a lot of, I, don't, I couldn't find a lot of details on what makes it unique, but it was designed for this isometric third-person view that you have, the top-down view, for two players. So um, I guess Zombie, Zombies Ate My Neighbors it was used for, and then some game called Metal Warriors. I don't know it, but it's a pretty cool title of the game. Yeah. Um, uh, it's not often that a video game combines metal and warriors. No, so. they often keep them separate. Uh, yeah, so. it's like... I gotta check that Metal out. Metal or Warriors. So this is an exciting development. Yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's the. There's some engine out there called the Zam engine. The next fact I have for you, I have titled "I Bleed Purple." Now, the game's theme for Zombies Ate My Neighbors was subject to some censorship around the world. This game was released before the E R the E S R B inclusion. So the the like electronic, I think like uh, some something in ratings board. Our bureau mm-hmm. um, that you know give us the E for everyone, the T for teen, M for mature, all that, uh, the ratings for games content. And Nintendo didn't want violence in their video games, so Nintendo of America ordered all depictions of blood and gore to be removed or changed to the purple to purple ooze. So, in the Nintendo version, kind of like you know we talked about you know Mortal Kombat on the Super Nintendo, um, you wouldn't see that red blood. Now. In addition to this, censorship committees in several European nations, like the United Kingdom, Ireland, Italy, France, Spain, Austria, Portugal, Finland, Denmark, Norway, Sweden, Germany, and Australia. I guess that's a lot. Uh, I was going to say, it's basically all so of them. Maybe point. it like, was. I feel like everybody but Luxembourg is just... Yeah, 
on this game's ass. They're a little yeah, they were way more open. Um the these nations uh censored more by having the game renamed to just zombies. And <laughs> which, you know, the stuff still happens and other changes included the replacement of the chainsaw wielding enemies with lumberjacks wielding axes. What does that do exactly? I don't it's a slightly less violent I guess in their minds, but I don't know. Axe or chainsaw, like you're you're you're, you're still butchering like, someone. Is, yeah, like do they, do they think axes just tickle? Like what is I don't, I can't even get my head around that. <laughs> you one. know what? That, I do hate those chainsaw guys though. Yeah, so like that that should not sure how I feel about this. The one. takeaway from this episode I hope is that axes tickle. Um, yeah, uh, that's what I want people to know. That and that sometimes a giant baby will kill a regular baby. Yeah, yeah that's, you can't put them together. Exactly. Um, that'll do it for the fact me by your game segment, and I'll lead us into the next segment, the game recommendations. Alex, this is my one forced tie-in mm. to the movie Call Me By Your Name, where I am going to treat zombies, a my neighbors, as your passionate, romantic summer fling in Italy. And yeah. I'm going to give you some new recommendations as if you are looking for a new fling. So mm. while I'm not, they're not going to be the exact same as the game you brought on, they will have some stuff in common so that you have a little familiarity that you don't have to, there's not too much you got to get over. So... The first recommendation I have for you of the three is that if you like your neighbor's survival horror style game, but you'd actually rather it be stealthy, I'll recommend a game that uh, is available on modern consoles called Hello Neighbor. Um, so it's, hmm. yeah, more of a stealth neighbor survival horror game. Okay. Um, I've, I feel like I've seen that on like the PlayStation Plus catalog. It's possible. But I haven't, uh, I haven't tried it yet so what tell me about it like i'd like to you know, know that's about all i know about it i'll be fully honest with you um but it what it looks the art style is really cool it's worth looking up um just to, to see out. if it you know strikes your interest uh the second recommendation is if you know you like your neighbors you just want to chill with them you don't want any of these zombies running around okay. i'll recommend any animal crossing game take oh, your pick i've never I have never played an Animal Crossing game. You know, they are a fun sort of like life sim. Uh, a lot of people will play them pretty hard for a couple months and burn out. But, mm -hmm. yeah, if you're looking for a more chill game like that, that is going to be one that is uh, up your alley if you just want no zombies. And then mm. lastly is if, Alex, you're tired of these zombies, you're tired of all these, uh, these, these ghouls, these creepies running around, you would actually mm -hmm. like a reverse zombie apocalypse. I'll go ahead and recommend a game to you called Human Apocalypse, a, a game where at one point humans were turned into zombies, but then they were reversed back to humans, but they all still have a green tint to their skin. Hmm. So, again, if you your big thing was like you just want to reverse zombie apocalypse, you want to be scared of humans this time, that's going to be your option. That sounds – I am really intrigued by that. That sounds – like I'm, 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 I'm trying to realize, like, what would that be like? I gotta, I gotta know. I gotta know. And that's why I make it enticing. I bring on these recommendations to spark that interest. So we'll see if you get into any of them. You don't have to, but uh, I'll go ahead and wrap up the segment again uh, with the three recommendations: Hello Neighbor, Animal Crossing, and Human Apocalypse. That'll go ahead and do it for the game recommendation segment. And Alex, that will actually bring us to the end of the episode. 
So before we go and plug whatever we want, uh, thanks so much for doing this. This was a blast. It was fun to, you know, get to know you a little bit better and hear about your experience with this game. Yeah, I have been looking forward to this. It's uh, absolutely delivered. I had a great time. Um, thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. I'm really glad we could make it work. Uh, on your way out, is there anything you want to plug? What should the listener know about? Yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Alex underscore J underscore Gaskin. Uh, I'm kind of, excuse me, between personal projects right now just because I've got a few extra like work things yeah. that aren't really public facing. Um, I can't promise when it's coming back, but at some point I'd like to bring back my newsletter, Ruptured Screen, awesome. uh, which is just a film, TV whatever's on my mind thing it's been dormant for a while but uh you know what i'm just gonna speak it into existence go ahead and keep an eye on it because i feel like it could come back there we go i did that for a while with my twitch channel i was like i haven't streamed in eight months but i'm here and i'm hoping to do it and eventually i did so that's beautiful um i alex i will put um you know anything you've plugged in the show notes so that the listener can just click a link um so ruptured screen was the newsletter correct yes okay i'll be sure to put a link to that i'm sure there's like a maybe like a website or a blog it's page. Uh, it's, it's through substack okay. it's um it's one of those which yeah i gotta i gotta i gotta dust that sucker off and uh try to do something inter- interesting with it okay i love it so tbd but uh go ahead and follow the worst thing that happens is you're following something with a cool name hey and it doesn't sound so bad to me well i'll put a link like i said in the show notes and uh, i'll go ahead and just close this out with some plugs of my own for the show. Uh, the show art for Call Me By Your Game is done by Glenn J. You can find Glenn and his wonderful work on Instagram. I'd recommend giving him a follow at Glenn with two N's dot J-A-Y. The show is produced by the great Jeremy Schmidt, who I've brought up a couple times on the show. You should check out his show that Alex and I have both been on, uh, which is called Video Games, a comedy show. It's available. I love that show. What did you say? I love that show. It's great show. It's been a blast. Yeah, like even before I was on it, it's just like it's fun to check out. I got I got to find more of those those desert island ones. Those I've only caught like the last time I caught it was like that space one. I want to go back and catch more of those specifically because yes. I think that's just very cool concept. We've done twelve of those, and this I believe I there's a chance we won't be doing it this Friday. We're supposed to be doing it. Uh, I haven't got official word yet, but we're going to be streaming. Uh, the next one uh so mm. that will be streaming live on my twitch channel which you can follow me at at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69 you'll also see if if we're doing it i'll be tweeting about it so you can follow me on social media both instagram and twitter at connor underscore mccabe um and then again check us out on patreon if you like me you like hearing me chat with people about video games uh there is a ton of bonus content on there for you uh in addition to you supporting us so we're at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. Not only do we have the monthly call me by your game co-op uh, episodes from me, uh, but we also are currently in the middle of our Donkey Kong games club where we're playing eight Donkey Kong games this fall and doing a book club style episodes on them, but that'll do it for this episode of call me by your game. We will see you on the next one. Uh, I brought it back for the end.
Yeah. Mm-hmm.